Hello, and uh, welcome to our podcast. Uh, I'm Daniel Malia, and uh, I'm joined by... Knut Frederick. Yes, and uh, today's topic of discussion is uh, the hate you give. And, um, yeah, can, Knut, can you give some background on the movie? What it's about? What Just an overview? Yeah. Those course. that don't know it. Well... The movie is actually uh, made out of a book, um, which is called The Hate You Give, um, where the main character, Star, witnesses um, the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend, which is Khalil. Um, and Khalil, Khalil is killed by a police officer. And as for Star, that is um, a very traumatizing experience to go through. And not only is it traumatizing and hard, but uh, the aftermath um, she experiences is also very pressuring and wrong because she, she should be receiving support, but instead she has to fight for something which the whole, uh, which the nation uh, is unaware of and ignorant to, which is the racism that is occurring in the USA. Yeah, and uh, yeah, what are some, what's like an important scene from the movie, something you thought was powerful or something that sort of affected you, if you know, if you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, well, there was one where I was very surprised, kind of, but at the same time, I understood that it, it like, it, it's realistic, but it is very difficult to understand. So the scene was very strong. It's about... Um, when a star um, spoke to uh, her uncle. Uncle Carlos, right? Yeah. Um, now, for those not aware, Uncle Carlos is a police officer, uh, and uh, he's also uh, Star's uncle. So uh, after, um, after Star was shot at in her uh, home, inside of, uh, what was the place called again, Knut? Her, the area? Yeah, the area where she lived before. A- anyways, when she was shot in uh, where she lived in the black neighborhood, we'll say, when her house was shot at, then they, uh, her father, Maverick, deemed it too dangerous to stay there, so they moved in with uh, her uncle, which is Uncle Carlos, and uh, he lives in a much safer neighborhood. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, describe the scene. Sorry to interrupt. Well, what's going on is that they're talking about um, the incident and what um, Uncle Carlos would do if he was in the uh, same position as the police officer um, at hand. And he said that he would react the same way that the white police officer did. And I think that's, it it is pretty, it's pretty strong. As a black man, you still um, kind of believe the stereotypes of, of black people, but at the same time, it is to stay safe. And it's just, I, I, I think there's more to, 
more to it. More, I th- I wish the movie had more, more um, time spent on exactly that to kind of get it more out. Yeah, and that scene sort of showed uh, the deep-rooted and systematic racism that uh, is present in America, that uh, not one person, like, no matter what race you are, you're still contributing to it, sort of. It doesn't... It's so deep-rooted that one individual person cannot, like, change it or affect it. It's just sort of programmed, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and uh, that was really powerful for me, at least, because even though Uncle Carlos has a black cousin, a black sister, a black wife, he would still shoot Khalil if he was in the same position as a police officer who shot him. Um, and uh, another, yeah. there was another scene I'm just gonna shortly mention, which was um, pretty, pretty um, strong. And it was at the beginning of the movie when uh, the Carter family, uh, the family with, well, where this family star is a part of, they were sitting at the kitchen table. And this was when, the, this was when they were younger, of course, Star and her brother. They got the talk from their father, which was about how to act if you were ever stopped by police to stay alive because um, Star's father had experience with this and wanted, you know, his kids to be safe. And it kind of says how, like, imagine if you were nine, for example, or ten, and you get such a serious talk about death and, like, how you can die just being stopped by people who are supposed to protect us. I think that was it's very, it's very crazy. And I, I know myself, I've never experienced such a thing. And I think in that scene, I kind of realized, wow, I am really privileged as a white man. Yeah, and it's kind of eye-opening because you never, I've never at least had a talk with my parents about yeah. being stopped by the police. I don't know if it's less prevalent in Norway. However, um, I just think it's mostly because I'm not really part of a minority. So it's not that, um, it's not that like a comment of an occurrence now I know some of my friends who are part of ethnic minorities have been stopped by police but I don't think in Norway it's as violent or to the degree at least it's not in Norway it's not as violent as it is in America and as dangerous but yeah it's it's eye-opening at the least and uh let's talk about let's get into some questions now uh, why should teenagers watch this movie um, well, you can start off. I read this article um, on News 24, and they told me that there are three important reasons for teens to watch the movie. Um, and they're pretty simple but general. Um, so, first one is to learn about the Black Lives Matter movement, which is actually happening uh, in real life, not only on the movie, um, which is fighting for. Uh, racial justice and equality. Um, And the second one is to make people aware of their privilege. This mostly is directed to white people as the white people are more privileged than the other races. Yeah, do you have... Yeah, and this one, the last one is kind of, it's kind of strong because this uh, really, um, I think it really hits with the teens. Because 
The movie is also to make teens learn about how to stand up for what they believe in and to stay true to their identity. Yeah, and I, I believe that's important. I completely agree with uh, News24 on this, as uh, staying true to your identity is especially important uh, as a teen. This is due to the fact that when you're a teen, you're more uh, susceptible to, uh, I don't know, teasing, bullying, things like this, where other people judge you. And I'm, I'm not an adult yet. However, I believe that when you grow older, people usually don't. I don't know, care too much about uh, what you're doing and judge you that much. And therefore, as a teen, you can sort of get out of your true identity just to fit in. Yeah. And you should just stand for what you believe in and do what you think is right, no matter what other people say. Yeah, and they, they show this in the movie pretty well, um, which is about when Star, she is... She is in. She spends her days in two different cultures. One culture where is her home, uh, Garden Heights, and the other one is at a um, private school where there are mostly just white people. And the cultures are very um, different. And I think it's very impressive, but also kind of sad that she has to act a different way at this white um, majority school. Um, and different at home in Garden Heights. Yeah, and I think that uh, says a lot about your identity as a teen, because you you are easily affected by your surroundings and the people around you. So I think that has she's she has a very strong identity, and at the end of the movie, she kind of finds her identity again, and you know stands she stands up for what she believes in at the end, and yeah, strong. And uh, from another. Uh, source. I, at least I watched uh, a YouTuber Julesy review uh, The Hate You Give as a movie, and uh, she believed it was a really great movie for teens. Uh, she thought it was good at being interesting, it was uh, sort of immersive, uh, and, it, and she recommends it because it increases uh, people's awareness on the Black Lives Matter movement, as we've already said, and uh, it sort of makes people aware about their privileges. However, um, she does say that it doesn't connect as well as the book. Now, I've never read the book, so I'm not certain. However, um, she made a few complaints that uh, the translation from book to movie wasn't uh, as great as she hoped for. Yeah, and I, 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 I see that because I agree. The thing is, I haven't read the book myself, but I feel like in the book, the characters are probably more filled with a storyline um, and there's a bigger correlation between the characters. Because I think the movie just, it just, something's missing. Some characters are kind of empty, like Uncle Carlos. I want to know more about his story and why he, he would do the same as that white policeman. Um, and more correlation between the characters, because I think it was just, the different characters just popped, popped up uh, in the different situations. And like, how convenient. So I think, I think there is something to work on there, and not to mention, uh, according to uh, the YouTuber Josie, the director was white, and I'm just saying, it's a possibility that this, that the director wasn't um, totally aware of, of how it is, it, it actually is. 
And so I, I wonder if it would have been different if a black um, person had been the director to this movie. Yeah, and uh, I agree. I think the movie would have been uh, probably would have been more realistic and more immersive if the director was sort of in the same situation as Star, at least. And uh, if she had more experience with black culture and that now... Uh, let's continue on to reasons why I like the movie. I, I, I like the movie because it seems... I I don't live in a black neighborhood, so I don't know this. I don't live in America, so I I'm not sure. However, it seems realistic in accordance with crime statistics in the U.S. Uh, as police are twice as likely to use force against people of color, uh, both blacks and Hispanics, compared to white uh, people, or actually 2.5 percent. No, I mean <laughs> 2.5 times more likely to use force. Um. As an African-American, you're also uh, three times more likely to get shot by the police and killed than if you were white. Uh, And this is a very interesting piece of data. Now, this is by uh, SAMHSA. Uh, The previous two sources for the data was the Bureau of Justice Statistics and the Washington Post. However, this one is by the FBI, and uh, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And uh, it showed that around the same amount of black and white people, or black and white people have around the same percentage of marijuana usage, about 17% for both races. However, black people are three times more likely to be arrested for the possession of marijuana than white people, meaning that they most likely get stopped more easily and searched more easily or prosecuted more easily than white people, which sort of brings into perspective the white privilege uh, that we can see in the movie. And uh, white drivers are also significantly less likely to be searched by the police. Um, They are three times less likely to be searched by the police white drivers than black and hispanic drivers and uh, some negatives of the movie do you have any other than it doesn't connect as well as the book does well like you were saying i can't put myself in uh, their situation uh, in star situation nor the the afro-american culture but from what's presented i think that uh, the struggle is pretty authentic and they, they show how how authentic you know the struggle can be even though we don't know for sure how it is but at least for me it brought a, uh, a lot of clearance for me uh, so I kind of got an eye-opening moment watching the movie Uh, which I think a lot of other white people would, too. Yeah, and uh, it seems like this movie also draws a lot of parallels to a real-life case or or something that happened in real life. Uh, Rachel Jontel, who was the last person to see Trayvon Martin before he was killed by a security guard in 2012, uh, was uh, an African-American woman who was humiliated uh, by prosecutors who talked very condescending to her in court. Uh, she was also 
belittled by the press and the media. And all of this was just because she was speaking her meaning and saying what uh, she believed was right or what I would say is right. Yeah, um, and they, they, they do show that in the movie too. I agree with um, the resemblance here because when the media um, shows their light on the case, it's more about what uh, Khalil did, the, the Afro-American who was killed for doing nothing. Um, they were more interested in he, what he was doing instead of what the policeman did right or wrong. So I think it was, it was very biased. Yeah, they were sort of predetermined on the outcome of the case that Khalil was guilty before yeah. he was prosecuted. It was like he did something wrong. The police officer didn't do anything wrong. He was just doing his job. Yeah. And I feel like that was sort of the media's bias that, um, that the police officer was in the right. And uh, then again, there was sort of a bias in the... African American community where the police officer was wrong, and so there was no sort of middle ground. I would say in this, in these, in these situations, at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, to end off what I kind of think and it goes to what I like with the movie is that we need to build a world that is more understanding. We need to realize that there are a lot of other cultures than the one we grow up in, and try to understand more. Be more willing to. Uh, Be more open-minded. Exactly. Um, because by not doing so, people uh, grow up by thinking their their culture is better than others, and they you know turn out to be, for example, racists. And some might not even realize that they are kind of racist towards black people, even though they are. They just don't really realize it. Um, which I think just it, it can easily be fixed. It's just about people having to educate themselves. Yeah, and uh, I think you should sort of see these cases from more of an open mind, not just pick and choose a side like, oh, the police officer did something wrong or uh, the person in the car did something wrong or whatever. I feel like it's you got to look at it from an open view in this movie because... It took the stance of an African-American family and, of course, a star who witnessed it. Um, at least from the African-American movie, it seemed, no, uh, viewpoint, it seemed that um, the police officer was completely in the wrong. And it seemed for them, at least how the movie portrayed police officers, was that they were very violent. Because all of the encounter encounters in the movie with the police are negative. They use some sort of violent or violence or they point weapons and things like that and uh, this is effective as it does get the point across of the movie across that there's a lot of systematic racism in America which is what the movie is about and it short, sort of needed to include this in order to be as powerful as it was however um, this sort of can make some people believe that the police, every police officer at least is very violent and uh, that you shouldn't trust any of them and that all the police officers are the same. Now, I don't think this is the case. However, I feel like there is systematic racism in Korea, no, <laughs> in America. And uh, I feel like um, it's a very big issue that should be solved. That should have been solved a long time ago. Yeah. So I think that sort of 
does that wrap up what we had to say? I don't I don't have any yeah. more points I need to include or have a desire to I think this covers it and there's a lot covered in this. We could go in details, but it's important to keep it general and pick what to work on. So, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this. Um, I'm sorry for it being so long. However, we had a lot we wanted to say. And, uh, yeah. Hanfin dog survive.